Okay, well, here we go. Woke up this morning with the sunshine in my eyes. Here's your host, Alex Garrett. Well, it's, it's kind of cloudy here, and we're live on Spreaker for a little bit because I want to kind of do a, a little introduction before he goes live at uh, 9 a.m. Eastern Time with Mr. Radio Hope. Mike Myers, Radio Hope. I, I know people know you by that name. How you doing today? How you doing this morning? Well, I, I'm doing quite well, actually. Got a good night's sleep. Got a got an eighty on my sleep number bed. So uh, you know, doing all right. Well, if you if you like his already energetic style at eight in the morning, that you definitely want to tune in <laughs> at nine a.m. But I got to play the audience this. Obviously, the song I played is it something associated with Tiger King. And these press conferences, these press briefings are getting so crazy. Yes, yep. Donald Trump was asked about Joe Exotic. Take a listen with me, will you? Your son yesterday jokingly said that uh, you know he was going to advocate for it, and I was wondering if you've seen the show and if you have any thoughts on uh, pardoning uh, Joe Exotic. Which son? It must be Don. It, it I had a feeling it was Don. Is that what he said? I don't know. I know nothing about it. He has 22 years for what? What did he do? allegedly hired someone to murder an animal rights activist, but he said that he didn't do that. And he was, you think he didn't do it? Are you on his side? Uh, well, I, I'm are you, are you recommending sides, a pardon? Uh, no, I'm, I'm not advocating anything. As a reporter, you're not allowed to do that. You'd be criticized by these. Would you recommend a pardon? I'm not weighing it on time. I don't think you would. I don't think you would. Go ahead. Do you have a question? I'll take a look. Is that Joe Exotic? That's Joe Exotic? I'll bring it back to your only in 2020 would the President of the United States mention a Netflix uh, feature, you know, smash hit, Tiger King, Joe Exotic. I mean, this is how crazy it's getting, Radio Hope. What is going on in our world right now? Uh, I think it's uh, mass um, uh, stupidity. And uh, Well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I think it's uh, – go for it, go for it. Well, it's interesting because uh, when I got up this morning, I'm, we kind of figure out what I'm going to talk about. And uh, the uh, this morning's title is going to be Pearls, Pigs, and Wisdom. Well, I'd like to know a little bit. Well, give us a preview of why on, on your channel you're going to go that route today this morning. Um, I, Proverbs chapter 9. Today's the 9th of April. I love to read Proverbs. And uh, it's about wisdom, standing at the corner, you know, shouting out to people. And a lot of folks just uh, don't want to. A lot of people don't get it. Well, that and today sense? is Monday, Thursday as well. I don't know if you want to weigh in on that or if you're going to on your show. But I know you have a very religious component to your podcast. So um, this Holy Week especially, I, I've been saying this is a great time for us to welcome Christ into our world right now because of what's going on. Yeah, and I got to tell you, uh, Monday, Thursday, I never quite understood that. I mean, can't get the day figured. What is it? No, I'm kidding. I, I The first time I uh, uh, really experienced the, uh, uh, oh, I guess they there's a great big, um, kind of like a, a cloth or a sheet, that they would uh, drape over the altar at the church that I went to after I got saved back in 1990. And to imagine life with just total darkness without the light of Christ, I wept like a baby. 
Well, I think I think we all should feel that way at least because now we're seeing um, God's role at work here. I truly believe He's helping us heal the sick, and he, you know, uh, Radio Hope. This is why I brought you on because you're going to bring us hope every day. You do so on your channel uh, at 9 a.m. Eastern, but. You know, the doctors and the nurses are part of that oh. hope, and they have God-given gifts to heal people. Wouldn't you agree? I think that's understated in this whole, let's cheer our healthcare workers. Let's also be reminded they are gifted by God to do what they're doing right now. I got to tell you, when I saw the your video of um, with the clip from uh, the baseball games and, and then with uh, healthcare workers— I'm getting all choked up right now. I call it a spiritual O. You can figure out what that means. But I just, it's just, it was so powerful. And I had to share that. And I shared it with my wife. And, you know, that 10 minute, that little 10 minute uh, video that you did, you did a fantastic job. In fact, you, you got me so lifted up. Uh, I can't wait to hear more of what you're doing. I mean, it's just so incredibly encouraging. In fact, I was going to talk this morning about why do we sing? Now, here we're coming into Easter, and uh, another thought I had for a title, in fact, I had to put in there, is the fact that we're united in His Spirit. And what a wonderful thing to get to get to, get to be a part of that that body of Christ. And you're with, uh, I, I think I can mention, uh, do I mention where you work or not? Probably not. Um, but anyway, hope, yep. It's about hope. I was thinking of this this morning early. Radio hope. And do I give people hope? I try to use some humor. And uh, how is it that that pastor friend of mine put it? He said, um, entertaining hope. That's how he worded it. What a great thing for us to be doing. And and the more I find out about you, the more, um, I don't know, you're you're quite a... uh, Oh, what's well, the word? I would say I would say I mean I just find that my out my outlook is a little different than the average millennial I I guess and that's that's oh. kind of what I roll with literally I rollerblade oh. on that kind of style so thank you for for recognizing that. Uh, and I saw a photo of you. I did check out your Facebook page of you with somebody in uh what it, in the subway or I don't know where it was. I'm not I'm. I don't get out often. I've only been in your neck of the woods, I think, twice in my entire life. Maybe once. Just once. Well, let's talk yeah, about that because you are not from New York. Tell us where you podcast out of uh, daily. <laughs> well, I podcast out of uh, my home in beautiful Boone, Iowa, about 13 miles west of Iowa State University. Very liberal Iowa State University. And uh, actually, we're quite a... Uh, it's a fairly liberal community. I have a big flagpole out in front of my house and with a, the American flag on top and a Trump flag below. And boy, have I gotten hacked for that one. Hacked? Not hacked, but I'm waiting for somebody just to rip it down. In oh, Iowa, you would think they are more conservative than, than most of the country, actually. No. Nope. Not not really. In fact, my son is staying with me right now, and uh, he's uh, was quite a Bernie fan. And for him to for him to come and be here with me and my my Trump hat and look, I don't worship I don't worship the man. I wish he'd be a little more careful with his tongue. Absolutely. But I'm also glad. Well, but I'm also glad that he has the ability 
to um, just voice what he's thinking. Maybe he might want to, you know, be sure brain isn't engaged before putting mouth into gear. But by the same token, you got to give the guy credit. Well, you know, and I, I applaud him for doing these daily briefings. No matter what they say, uh, Mike Myers, Radio Hope, no matter what they say, the briefings are actually informative and a form of entertainment as well for people. I mean, the world housed <laughs> in. You need that kind of comic relief. And the questions are becoming comic relief, as are his responses at times. Oh, he's extremely, extremely entertaining. I, I have to admit that. And, and speaking of uh, uh comedy relief there's a gal that posted something on facebook this morning she had a picture i'm 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 kind of into squirrels i get easily uh squirreled on my show i don't know if you've listened but it's hard for me to focus anyway there's a picture of a squirrel looking over the edge of her roof and this squirrel evidently is causing havoc with her house and she's out to kill it so i made a wanted poster for her and posted it on her facebook page cute little squirrel <laughs> wow. well, why did I bring that up have solutions. Uh, that, that's kind of interesting <laughs> I, I know that you uh, you've been sending the messages hey I need to focus I'm like we're okay we're okay but sometimes <laughs> having that squirrely brain I guess you'd say is better because it makes for interesting talk because when your brain goes from one minute to the next you never know what's going to come out of it next oh let me tell you I'm just glad I'm still married <clears throat> This one's decided to keep me. That's another thing that we could, you know, I, this is so cool. There, there's another squirrel leap. Um, I, nah, let's not go there. I was going to talk about my two exes and neither live in Texas, but, um, anyway, now I'm, now now I'm just being muck. Muck the schmuck is what the people used to call me until I found out what schmuck meant. Wow. (laughs) By the way, he is this edgy on his podcast. So if you're interested, definitely tune in at 9 a.m. Eastern. Now, you do this every day, uh, Radio Hope? Well, it is a form of therapy. And I have the greatest therapist ever, one that knows me better than anybody else possibly could. In fact, that reminds me of a song called My Psychiatrist by Julie Miller. I've been a music freak for years and then back in uh, – Nineteen ninety. Um, well, here here's a, some neat information for you. I think it's neat anyway. I got to be the uh, manager, program director, chief operator, uh, music director, uh, everything for a couple of radio stations here in Boone uh, in '94, and then I left in '99. And um, we took that station from a very traditional. Um, uh, extremely traditional. You know, we've never done it any other way than this before, and we're not going to change. Well, we changed. There was an AM station, an FM station, and the FM station, uh, we renamed The Rock and played just all, and the, and the listenership went up, the support went up. Why did I mention all that? I don't know. See what happens, Alex? I get to go in and then I'm gone. Oh, Michael, I just, I'm just excited about music. I'm excited about Christ. I'm excited about life. There's just so much to be thankful for. Well, let me um, add, so, so on that line, because hope is needed now, why are so many, especially in our news outlets, just reporting the chaos, the carnage? Why can't they really come to 
show, tell people, hey, there's also hope in this battle against coronavirus? Well, I'm glad you brought that up because, let's see here if I can find this. If you reason with an arrogant cynic, you'll get slapped in the face, confront bad behavior and get a kick in the shins. So don't waste your time on a scoffer. All you get for your pain is abuse. But if you correct those who care about life, that's different. They'll love you for it. Well, how many people don't love you for any kind of correction whatsoever? Or a reminder of what there's so much to be thankful for. My mom is across the street in a nursing home with an aortic aneurysm. She's 90 years old, dementia setting in. I can't, you know, I'm going to get all choked up. I may not get to hug my mom. I may get to. I hope I do. I get to go over and sit in front of her window and chat with her with my phone. But the things that we take for granted, friendships and life and, oh, my gosh. And I, if I focus on the, on, the, on the dark side of stuff, yeah, man, I can be one of the – can be a heck of a cynic. Oh, I, I can't even think down – you know, I can't even think in, about May because I'm worried they're going to keep us shut in for another month. I can't even think like that. I have to think there's going to be a turnaround here, and I hope other Americans feel that way too, that we're going to turn a corner here. And that you will get to see your mom uh, pretty soon. Well, again, fortunately, I, I'm glad that I can at least go over there. Now, in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, they have 80-some cases in a nursing home. And, boy, I'll tell you what, when I, when I first heard about what they were going to do with kind of, you know, keeping people out of there, I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. I'm one of those people that... Maybe I kind of sort of uh, pulled a Trump there, Alex. You know, at first he was kind of downplaying it. And, I think we uh, all were just to not incite panic amongst our fellow Americans. You can't, you don't know exactly how that's going to turn out. And I just think the response was, you know, what it was. We didn't know exactly what was going on. So we couldn't say this is going to turn to a blowout massacre. No one saw that coming. Yeah, that's, uh, that's. That's true, and I think it's also a, an interesting time. You know the uh, song Turn, Turn, Turn? By the birds. Yes, I love that song. What a pow- A time to, what is it, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing? And oh, that my was, gosh. That Ooh. is a biblical scripture. That's from Ecclesiastes, if I'm not mistaken. Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, I may end up just... Uh, playing that song again today. I use a lot of music. Um, and, uh, oh, I don't know. I, you know, I guess what it comes down to, I am, I am blessed beyond measure. I, uh, I, I can see that. I mean, you are, you are retired. Well, you still work with the public school system as a driver, but mainly this is your new role now, and you're really loving it. You're really digging it. And, yeah, I mean, you have loved ones around you. So it, that's the other important thing. We have to think about um, how we're blessed. So how do you feel blessed, I guess, is my question. Well, let's see. Right now I'm looking up at a, a picture of my uh, second eldest brother who passed away May 8th of last year. And... Um, He's somebody who uh, came to a place in his life where he became quite the evangelist. Before that, he told me to 
where I could take my Jesus and put him. Um, he ended up with a stroke uh, in a wheelchair. Um, words of encouragement. This is on a, on a picture thing that he had made up. Words of encouragement or advice for future patients. Stick with it. Don't ever give up. Set goals to meet so you feel good about meeting them. There's, there's a blessing to get to, you know, really get to know my brother Dale before he changed addresses. Uh, well, and then he had that, as you'd say, that he did convert, that he did turn into a believer um, before he passed. Yes, he did. Um, and that, uh, well, there were about 18 of us, believe it or not, in his hospital room when he uh, took, his, took his final breath here. And it was the most incredible. I got to play a song on my phone. One of our favorites was uh, He Ain't Heavy, He's My Brother. We would sit, uh, we, we had a connection. I have uh, a total of four brothers, but there was something about good old brother Dale. It was extremely tight. And um, my mom was there in the room with him in her wheelchair with her hand on his chest. His uh, daughter, who uh, he hadn't talked to for many, many years, was there also with her hand on his chest as he took his last breath here. It was powerful. It was a, such a testimony of the peace that passes all understanding in a time where people that don't get that, understand that kind of peace, will freak out. Well, I was going to say, so you, in that time, I mean... Would you say hit the loss of him and the the kind of uh, the beauty that you had seen in him not suffering anymore? Did that lead you to do this podcast? Is his what he was going through a reason why you started this? No, actually, I've been doing podcasting since 1999. Back when not all even I could do was before up... podcasting was a thing. So uh, kudos for jumping on the market early. Well, all I could do, uh, I, was, I knew I was <clears throat> going to be asked to leave the radio station that I was at because I was playing music that uh, makes the loins gyrate and that uh, I was uh, linking my heart with the devil. And uh, some, so I knew I was the, the, the pastor and the president of the uh, Boone Biblical Ministries Incorporated, which is the name of the place, um, and there were a lot of folks there that didn't care for what I had done to the station. Although, like I said, the listenership went up, the support went up. We had concerts that it was, it was just a very, um, a very exciting time, but I so loved radio since I was a little kid. I mean, a little cat whisker radio, you know, with the germanium diode and the needle and blah, blah, blah. Oh, I just loved radio. So I couldn't quit just because I wasn't going to be there anymore. Uh, and so I started up, in fact, I have a 24 seven stream called muck radio, M U K R A D I O. And, uh, that's been running since 2001, um, off and on, you know, nobody's listening. Why even do it? You know, but you never know who might listen and get a little shot of hope. 24 seven streaming. You might definitely get some passive. You know, it's called a passive audience where you never know who's listening, but I'm sure people are passing through to hear what you got to to, to play on that stream. There you go. You, you hope. Um, there you go. Hope. And uh, 
and and back then uh, I had to upload wave files. Those are big files and a super slow modem. And anyway, I just I just love radio. I love the the you don't know who you might be reaching. You really don't, especially if you see the numbers climbing. It's like, who's actually listening to this? No one really knows on Spreaker, but it's it's amazing to know that the message is getting out there. And what a great message, a message of hope. You know, one thing I do struggle with, Alex, Tell us. Religi- religious people. You know what I mean by that? Legalistic folks. And I've been one of those. Oh, my gosh, I've turned so many people away. Uh, when I was holier than thou and, and now I get these little flags that just pop up when somebody's like, well, you know, but a real Christian wouldn't be doing that. And a real, I had a buddy of mine, still a buddy of mine, who's a pastor out in Pennsylvania. He was here one day and just so bummed. And I put, he was just, just so depressed. And I put my arm around him and I took him over to this great big mirror on the wall. And I said, Gary, you want to see what a, what a true believer looks like? and pointed at him in the mirror. And he, we need to encourage each other. There's so much discouragement at times. That's right. Well, how about this? I, I also believe, uh, maybe you agree, disagree with me, I think God comes into people's lives when they want him to. Like we, People who do believe can't force that belief on others. They have to mm-hmm. come to it themselves. That's one of the big things I've always thought. Absolutely. Here's a terrible way for me to word this. And I know people, that's why some folks are like, I don't want anything to do with him. I've listened to him once, never again. But you can't deep throat Jesus. You can't shove. The more you try to shove Christ down somebody's throat, the more they're going to go, you know, that's why I don't even want to be around you kind of people. Especially if if you're a, a, a hypocrite, especially if you're somebody who's telling somebody else how to live, like, you know, <laughs> my son, right. I got in his case about not turning off the fan the other day, and I realized we leave the fan on in our bedroom almost twenty four seven. So <laughs> I get to confess. I get to confess that to him again this morning. It's so neat to get to have him around. Well, that's the other thing. I think the idea of hope also leads to how do you end each day with your loved ones? You have to make sure it ends on a good note because you never know what tomorrow brings, and this time has certainly, certainly amplified that. Well, and again, might sound morbid to some folks, but when I, my yesterday when I was doing the show, my wife took off to go to a an appointment to get some stitches removed. She had cancer removed from the back of her arm. I, I said well, it was God bless her foresc- on that, uh, Mike. That's that's amazing. I refer to it as foreskin cancer, but that's not anyway. So as she was driving down the sorry, see, I get inappropriate. As she I was roll, driving down major the major eye roll there, but keep going. <laughs> As she drove down the alley, um, I look right out the window here, and I saw her driving, and I just got all choked up. And I said, here's a for instance. I don't know if I'm going to get to see her again. Not, I'm not trying to be morbid. I'm just trying to – and if I could live in that attitude of gratitude and thankfulness all the time, oh, my gosh. That just gets me so pumped right now as I'm talking about it. So where how can do we, we lose do our that? grateful muscle? Why, why do we lose that gratitude muscle? And how can we, in times of extreme stress, get it back and actually practice it? What a You know what? When you get the answer to that question, 
let me I'll, know. I guess I'll let you know. I, I, I don't know. I've been trying to figure that out for a while now. Great question. Great, 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 great. It's a great question. By the way, speaking of books, I'm reading a book right now called <laughs> called The Christian Atheist. That sounds somewhat familiar. How How is it? It is a great book. I've been reading some of it on my show and um, just some of the stuff. To hear a pastor admit that he struggles with worry instead of, oh, don't you know, Brother Myers, worry is a sion. We shouldn't, we shouldn't worry. Christians should not see on. So you really need to um, not worry, Brother Myers. Whatever. <laughs> well, I think and God you know how, brings us through that worry. He, does, he calms us through that worry. Oh, we just have to find him for that calmness. And get this. Again, this is so exciting because I'm having another little tingly thing going on. That worry... And I just read this last night in this book. I love to read before I zonk out. Uh, should be a great reminder for us to stop and pray. Amen Why? I mean, nobody's going hungry in our household. Again, we are so blessed. You know, there's just so many thoughts going through my head. As I And I'm going to actually post my daily reminder I do on Facebook with this interview saying, do not be anxious because you're telling people that message today is not be anxious. He is with us. And yeah, we struggle with worry and anxiety and all this, but he can guide us through it. Be anxious for no thing, for nothing. And he and does. Then my dad and I have been reading, you know, Bible verses. And last night was the one I was thinking of because um, obviously we can't see each other. He's I'm with my mom, my stepdad. He's in Brooklyn. But we keep in touch by iPhone, which is great. Um, and he's 83. So I try not to see him so he doesn't possibly catch something. But we've been doing Bible verses. It's amazing uh, how that's kind of changed my internal thinking, reading every night. But my favorite line that he had us read last night was, let your heart not be troubled. I think that's another message people have to um, read, another passage um, they have to read. And then to be able to take God at his word. My mom is so struggling with the fact that she, she thinks she's going to hear, depart from me, for I never knew you, because she didn't walk with him all of the time. I said, Mom, welcome to the rest of the human race. Who has? I mean, right. and I, I know there's a lot of things that you regret. And I, I got to tell you, I'm, and one of her favorite verses is, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, forgetting the things that lie behind, pressing forward towards the mark of Christ Jesus. Don't drive in the rearview mirror. If I did that, I would have been dead a long time ago. Yeah, we just have There's to think so about many... what's what's moving ahead, how we move forward, and He will guide us on that path. Hey, I've got a, I've got a question. So you're going to be on about ten minutes. Um, yes, any sir? Twitter links that we can find you at? Any Facebook? I know that we're friends, but. For the average person that may not know you just yet, uh, where can they find you? Well, that's a good question. I really don't promote very well. I mean, I do through the Spreaker and post on a couple of Facebook uh, podcasting pages. And, you know, I'm really hoping that <clears throat> you can help me at your ripe old age of whatever you are. You have a lot that I can learn from. 
and I'm really excited, like you said, and I agree, this is a, a divine appointment. And Absolutely. I thank Ed Delgado. Wasn't that cool? Yeah, I mean, we were listening to Eddie Delgado, the Caramel Conservative. Check him out on Spreaker, too. And then all of a sudden, uh, you and I just hit it off, and here we are talking two days later. That is, uh, that's moving things quickly. That's growing a friendship already. That is, that's God right there playing a role in our lives. I truly feel that. Oh, oh my goodness, yes. And now I've introduced you to my wife with your video and, and, uh, uh, you got me hooked. I'm looking forward to listening to more and more of it. You know, there's so much to listen to and there's so much. That's why the news, I don't, you know, I don't even sit down. I don't watch the evening news anymore. No, I, I try not to. I mean, the briefing cuts into that now, but I just, I can't watch CNN. I have the TV off a lot of the day because it's just so, uh, you know, <laughs> so, you, so you and your wife are in quarantine like everybody else. And I started to think of things that I've learned in quarantine. Have there been things that you've learned in quarantine about life, about your relationship that maybe your listeners don't know about just yet? Um, wow. I guess, I don't know, I guess the biggest one for me is, again, not, is just not to take each other for granted. You know, it's really weird to be living in a time where we're loving people. This pastor friend of mine would always say, uh, you know, if there's someone you're having an issue with, love them from a distance. And to be loving people from a distance, to not be able to give them a hug. You know, I'm glad I could hug my wife still. I mean, I don't think she appreciates when I got that respirator on trying to, that's a weird way to kiss. That's just, that's just scary. But anyway, um, yeah, just not taking things for granted. And how many things I do take for granted. And how can families who might be either getting a little antsy about quarantining with each other now or whatever that we're seeing on our, our news feeds, what do you have for those folks that are, are antsy quarantining with each other? Um, we actually sit down and watch movies. We watch a lot of flicks. Uh, I have to admit, there's times where I would I fall asleep and I drool because it's not that interesting of a movie to me at times. But the, I guess for us, it's what a great time to because both of us work for the school district. Neither of us are going to work right now, obviously. In fact, school is probably out for the rest of the year here in Boone would be my guess. What a great time to do is Mike Lindell, who got that crap beat out of him to walk to get to know our savior more to get to know our spouses more to get to just appreciate it's great to be alive folks yeah when i think of that song woke up this morning like thank god and yes uh, mike lindell is actually a friend and uh i talk to him sometimes he's he's very special he's a very special person and for him to do what he did and then you know all these people that don't even want to make one mask are criticizing this man who's making masks and bringing faith at the same time. It was very weird to see the outcry from people who are doing absolutely nothing to contribute to this uh, fight against COVID-19. It was very sad, actually. Well, don't you think there's something to be said for <clears throat> the fact that there is something about that name? Why is it the name of, you know, last night we were watching this movie. Why, why is it that when people, you know, curse, they say, Jesus Christ. I quoted that, by the way. 
why why isn't it Mohammed? I mean, I know you've heard that argument before, but what is it about that name? And one day every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. Will you do it willingly now and and grateful be grateful and thankful, or will it be, oh my goodness, why didn't I listen a long time ago? It was those religious people. Hey folks, break out the book on your own. Exactly. Okay? That's all exactly. I can that's all I can break out the book. Great time to great time to find out. Uh, who the way, the truth, and the life really is. And don't take my word for it. Take his. And read it with understanding and read it until you understand it too as well um, during this time. Well, I know it's about five minutes till your live show, so I'll let you get going. But uh, Radio Mike, Mike Myers, have you ever gotten any like, oh, are you the Mike Myers on SNL? And I mean, has, that ever, has anybody ever oh. joked about that? Oh, my goodness, that one and the Mike Myers, you know, I, my son that's living with me right now, uh, going through some life, tough stuff, was born on Halloween. <laughs> so you got the Michael Myers, you know, and the horror flicks and and. Uh, yeah, well, I, I was, I was going to originally play the, the, the theme and then I'm like, you know what, I'll make it a lighter intro for him. Because uh, <laughs> I was gonna be like, no, I'm not talking to that Mike Myers. I'm talking to this Mike Myers. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm no longer on uh, medication, so I know where you live. Oh, jeez. By the way, and I just said it, oh, jeez. By the way, um, (laughs) by the way, there was a pitcher in baseball, uh, Mike Myers. He was a lefty. And every time he came to the game at Yankee Stadium, they would play the Halloween theme. So I just thought I'd throw that in there. Hey, and you're very quickly, the whole sports thing. Oh, my goodness. I never realized what a role sports and cheering for our our, our sports heroes. Uh, I never realized how important that is, how that's very much a part of our, our, our country, part well, of our it, fiber. It was it was such a moving piece. I had to play it again, and I'm glad that Jeremy Schaap liked it. He actually literally liked it on Twitter that I covered the piece. Um but it is, and you know, cheering brings sports brings the city together. In fact, here's the problem with the Instagram era we're in now: nobody talks to each other. Everybody's in the city for themselves, kind of thing. No one wants to sit down after, you know, no one talks to each other after a game, and no one's even brought the word sports up. Sometimes it's very disheartening here in New York. Yet that is the lifeblood. We and we see it now because we're missing the Yankees or the Mets, whoever you root for, we're missing those teams right now. And I just hope sports becomes a bigger a bigger forefront for the city again because it was a sports town full-heartedly years ago. Oh, I see why you why you, you sports nuts like your baseball. And I'm not that much of a sports fan, but that watching that video and watching what can happen in a game and the, and the coming together of all those fans united in that – you know, you heard heard people say, "Well, why can't we get that excited about Jesus?" I don't know. Are you that excited about Jesus? Maybe if you are, maybe it'll catch. Maybe people will catch a little of that uh, joy, that excitement, that attitude of gratitude and thankfulness instead of, you know, like you've been well, baptized you know, it, in it, vinegar. It's funny you say that because still at every Yankee game, rousing applause for God bless America, the playing of it in the seventh inning. So there is some excitement for him amidst this game, and you know the Yankees have kept that tradition up. Since uh, the 2001 terror attacks. Wow. Well, you know what? I'm pulling that song up right now, and I'm going to play that on my show. Beautiful. All right. Uh, one other thing 
By the way, I wish we could have gone to Iowa this year. Yanks were supposed to play the White Sox at the Field of Dreams, but of course that looks like it will not happen due to COVID-19. Maybe next year, 2021, they'll, they'll do that. Wow. Hey, man, thank you. I'm looking forward to our friendship and our uh, kinship becoming greater and greater. Glad I got to meet you. And we'll talk more. I would love to do like a 10-minute handoff if I go live every morning at 8.15 to your station, like a 10-minute thing, just back and forth. Hey, how's your day? How was your night? So, you know, just to get people ready for your show, too. Yeah, that could be that could be fun. Of course, I got to get up earlier. Man, <laughs> some of you. No, I don't. I'm up at 6 anyway. Well, hey, you got uh, me up at 15, so kudos to that. I'm barely up at 8.15 Eastern on a, on a weekday, so kudos to that. <laughs> All right. God bless, brother. Thank you so much. God bless you, and thank you for joining me. That was Mike Myers. He hosts Radio Hope. He'll be going live in just a couple minutes. And uh, I'm Alex Garrett. Hope you enjoyed this morning's edition, and we will talk to you soon on Keeping Real with Alex Garrett.